Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode.
Welcome to episode 19 of the Innerware Conversation, a podcast with leaders like you in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I am uncovering the top three reasons why I see time and time again leaders avoid goal setting. This episode is being aired on April the 1st, 2021, and I'll have just delivered the quarter two goal setting workshop inside my group membership, Thrive Together. The biggest piece of feedback that came out of this was the reflection from the leaders on why they haven't been setting goals either properly or at all and why they've avoided them like the plague in the past. So in today's episode, I'm sharing some perspective shifts on goal setting, as well as diving into all things inner work with the objective of helping you feel more empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. Before I dive into the episode, I wanna extend the invitation for you to head on over to tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout and have a look at Thrive Together and the doors are wide open, ready to welcome you in. We're a month into Thrive Together so far and honestly, I couldn't be happier with the feedback from the members. They're letting me know how much value they're getting from it and how they are developing already. So I'll leave the link in the show notes. You can head on over and have a mooch. But without further ado, let's dive straight in. So I think the thing with goals is we all want to smash them. We all admire others who seem to be achieving their goals. But I think that's something that isn't spoken about very much is how reluctant we can be to actually set in them, um, which is what I want to talk about today, really. And this comes off the back of the last couple of days, which I'll explain in a little minute. I do want to point out that firstly, that what I mean by goals is I'm literally talking about any kind of goals of any kind, financial, commercial success, health, well-being, parenting, art, any goal. I think it sounds aspirational to think of goals and as someone who has loved to work from a place of inspired action, I can personally find it quite hard to commit to setting goals at times. And looking back, I used to feel like there was something a bit wrong with me (laughs) because other people seemed to be much more organised and planned and strategic and well thought out and I suppose just more set up in terms of their personality and preferences to set goals and to stick to a plan. But I think what I've learned over time is the truth is we all have our own personal preferences with the way that we like to work and it doesn't make you wrong, it just makes you different. It doesn't make you less or more, it just means that we are all different because that's exactly what we are. We are all different, we do all have different preferences but I certainly know that when I hear someone say it's a goal of mine to and then whatever, I always feel inspired by their focus and drive, but I know that for a very long time, like I say, I personally avoided setting goals. And so when I started getting past the point that, you know, thinking it was just me, and that was mainly through the work that I've done with other leaders, I've come to realise that actually it's a very common problem, the dislike of goal setting. So it's currently the 1st of April, 2021, And yesterday I delivered a goal setting workshop for quarter two inside Thrive Together, which is my membership space for leaders. I would highly recommend you check it out. 
But the goal setting workshop itself is a combination of mindset work, reflection practice. So we use, if you're familiar with it, the Kolb theory. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. And practical goal setting work, which isn't the traditional goal setting work that you might be used to. And many leaders that I work with, to be honest, want to hide under a rock when I talk to them about goals when I talk to them about goal setting and planning and the lot for them they just don't like it but they also don't want to show that they don't like it either but why is this when we know that without goals we're sort of just wandering in the general direction of our desires you know if you get in the car we know that unless you put a destination into the sat nav then you could be aimlessly driving around hoping to get to your destination So then if we know that, why do we do it? So in this episode, I am going to be sharing with you the three key reasons that I see leaders avoiding goal setting in the hope that you can identify yourself in some of what I share, but also empower yourself to create change. So many leaders feel secretly embarrassed knowing that they are setting targets and goals for their team or they feel like they should be setting goals and targets for themselves. But the thing is with being the leader is quite often there's no one really holding you accountable. Even if you've got a boss or someone that you report into, the thing about leadership is we're seen as these sort of senior beings and therefore I think it's not very often that the whole accountability piece is done to us as leaders Um, and so what can happen is particularly if you're setting goals and targets for your team it can feel really out of integrity you know it can feel very much like you're not practicing what you preach but it is very easy to avoid goal setting as well. So I'm gonna head straight into the three key ways that I see leaders hating goal setting in the hope that you'll be able to recognize yourself and do something about it. So the first reason that I think people hate goal setting is because they've experienced commitment fizzle. So (laughs) the first reason that I think leaders hate it is because they've tried it time and time and time again. They've set a goal and they've been really motivated and then over time, usually that not that long either, their goals that they've written down get shoved in a drawer or the, you know, Excel spreadsheet that it was on gets lost in their documents And I see this often, it is known as commitment fizzle. The motivation at the beginning is sky high and you feel really motivated and really connected to your goal. And then over the course of not very long, the goals get ambushed by the daily pressures of life and your business and all the other stuff that you've got going on. And so you can find yourself back to where you started, fighting fires with what I call both feet in the now. The space that I hold for my one-to-one clients and for my members inside Thrive Together is very much having, constantly having one foot in the future. So in the power planning that we do every single week is a half an hour session that we set up our week and although we reflect and we learn from the last week we plan with a view to having one foot in the future and I think that that's a really powerful thing to do hence the reason why it's called power planning but what can happen when our goals are ambushed is we go from being really motivated really connected to our goals and having that one foot in the future to now just being completely in the now and also feeling like you're swamped with everything in the now and so that can make you feel really shitty because it's like shame 
shame on shame, isn't it? Shame that I set a goal, shame that I'm now not even concentrating on achieving the goal and shame that I feel like I'm chasing my tail. So therefore, I think what we subconsciously do is we decide, oh, it's just easier not to set goals at all. And I just, <laughs> I just won't do it. That's the reason why people will invest in journals. I've seen leaders that I work with, they've bought the... Brendan Burchard, which I love, by the way, his um, high-performance planner. They've bought the planners, they've bought the journals, you know, and it's all shiny and new, and they think, great, now I've got this tool, then it means that, you know, I've invested in this tool, it means I'm going to follow through. But again, over and over again, no judgment, I've done the same, halfway through, it's just ended up in a drawer. And I want you to know, I'm coming from a place of experience when I'm talking about this, I've been there I've not set goals in the first place because, you know, I've told myself I'm no good at it and I've done the whole journal buying thing and, oh, maybe if I buy this newer, shinier one with lots of different things, I'll stick to it. And the thing that I've fallen foul of the most is telling myself I am not good at setting goals and I hear that a lot with the leaders that I work with. They'll say I'm not good at setting goals and that is complete and utter bollocks. I came to the conclusion personally after many 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 attempts of setting goals and it fizzling out that it was a me thing like I'm just not good at at setting goals but the truth is what isn't taught very often is the amount of mindset work that is involved in setting a goal. And if we only focus on the things we're going to do and the actions we're going to take to get there, you can guarantee it'll probably fizzle out. And that's because there is also the inner work to do. You've got to build the small habits and behaviours that will compound over time to mean that achieving your goal is pretty much inevitable. And there are so many examples I could give you of this. Like, I'll take this podcast as an example. I had a goal to release a podcast episode. And I know I've spoken in previous episodes about, you know, sticking to the thing that you said that you were going to do. And in previous episodes, I've actually shared ways that I hold myself accountable. So silly things like announcing it to the world and then, you know, (laughs) sort of having to stick to it because you've announced it now and all of that stuff. But I know for me, you know, recording this podcast, it took a lot of courage and it took a lot of skill as well because, you know, I didn't know how to use software and publish podcasts and all of that stuff. So going back to my point from just just a second ago, you do have to build the habits to form the identity that ties into your goal. So again, if I use the example of the podcast, when I first started podcasting, I wasn't a podcaster that wasn't part of my identity, that wasn't who I was. And so I think that if you just come at it from from what I was saying before, just taking the steps and doing the things and taking the action, because it's hard at the beginning, because you're not very good at it at the beginning, because there's things still to learn, and there's that sort of challenging part of growth, it's really easy to give up. Honestly, I've got podcast episodes that I've recorded that have never been released, because I've decided they weren't very good. But what I had to do is build the small habits and behaviours that compounded over time to mean that achieving my goal was inevitable. So what those small habits and behaviours looked like for me was understanding when I prepare for podcasts best, understanding when I record best, understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect and committing to doing it time and time and time again and getting it wrong and being committed to improvement because my goal doesn't change. My goal is 
I want to release a podcast so that I can connect with more of you. And if you go back to the very initial episode where, sorry, the initial trailer where I was introducing this podcast, the whole reason why I launched it was because there were too many leaders feeling very alone with their challenges. And so I wanted to bring something for free to to empower leaders and to make sure that they are reassured that they are absolutely not alone. And so if that was my goal, there were many, many, many things in the way of that goal, myself being the main <laughs> being the main one. But if you don't build in the mindset work and the habits and the behaviours that you repeat and that compound over time, then your goal isn't gonna be inevitable. It's just gonna be a bit of a flash in the pan. And that's the thing with goal setting. It isn't a standalone piece of work to do. Goal setting as a standalone piece of work is not gonna mean that you achieve your goals. It's ju- It literally just means that you have set your goals, that's it. So all this time, if you've been telling yourself, I'm no good at goal setting, I'm rubbish at goal setting, you've got to reflect on that and ask yourself, is that true? Is that true? Or is it that you've had really good intentions, you've actually set your goals and you've been actually all right at setting your goals, but you just haven't built in any of the other mindset work or follow-up strategies to support yourself to be able to actually follow through on your goals So going back to that car analogy, it's a little bit like saying, okay, well, I know my goal. My goal is to get to Nottingham. So I know my postcode. I'm going to put that into the sat-nav. But if I don't switch the car on and if I don't drive and continue to drive, so if you get halfway down the road and take your foot off the accelerator, that doesn't mean that you haven't set a goal. You have set a goal and you've put the goal into your sat-nav. It just means that perhaps you hadn't supported yourself for the journey. So maybe you didn't pack snacks. Maybe you didn't check your petrol. Maybe you didn't check, you know, you get the gist. That first one, commitment fizzle. Hopefully in what I'm saying, you can you can hear why that's so easy to fall into the trap of as well. Now, the second big reason that I think people hate goal setting is they've been setting vague goals without doing any of the mindset work. So by the very nature of setting a goal, you are putting a stake in the ground. You're basically saying that mountain, that mountain over there, that's the one that we're going to climb. And to be fair, it's actually quite a vulnerable act to make, setting a goal, because essentially what you're saying is, that mountain over there, we're going to climb to the top of it, and therefore, if you don't end up climbing to the top of the mountain, you're going to have to face that other people might judge you for that, you might judge yourself for that, and you're also going to have to face the fact that it means that you have failed at your goal, right? But here's the thing, If you set goals in the right way and you do the mindset work to make sure that you follow through, it does get easier to not link your self-worth to the actual outcome. I mean, what madhead would voluntarily set goals that could invite failure in when it's nice and safe under this rock, repeating the mantra, but there's so much to do and I haven't really got time to set new goals. I call bullshit. I see you. I know the reason that you don't like to set goals is because you are inviting in potential shame through fear of failure and judgment. I can see it. I saw it in myself. And I know now that that's the reason why I've been so reluctant in the past to set goals is because by the very nature of setting the goal, you are essentially saying, and I could fail and I could be judged. So if you think about it, going back to the car analogy, you wouldn't get in your car and instead of putting the specific place into your sat-nav, just say something like, oh, um, 
just take me to London or there or thereabouts. <laughs> you just wouldn't do it, would you? But you'd get into the car and put in the exact address because that's where you want to go. And you would do that because you have no doubts in your mind that the sat-nav is programmed to take you there in the most efficient and effective way possible. Although sometimes, I'll admit, I do question my sat-nav's motives, but that's not for this episode. So why is it then that when we set goals for ourselves, we are doing exactly the opposite? We're being so vague. We're doing the take me to London thing. Here's what it sounds like. It sounds like, I just want to be healthier. I just want to make more money. I've procrastinated too much and I want to procrastinate less. I want a better relationship with my partner or my team or my kids. I want to manage my time better. I want to quit my job. It's so vague. They're so wishy-washy. And therefore, if you're going to set vague goals without reflecting back on where that's got you to this point and without working on your limiting beliefs and mindset, which by the way, is why I won't use the SMART model because I don't believe in setting realistic goals. The goals should be stretching. The goals should be challenging. The goals should be unrealistic because by the very nature of setting your goal, you're setting it from your current mindset, which you will have limiting beliefs around what you can achieve right now. So yeah, maybe your goal should be unrealistic, but the plan should be the realistic part of it. We don't set stretching goals and we keep them nice and vague because we've been taught to do it that way. We've been taught to set realistic goals that don't challenge us. Um, And that's reaffirmed by the fact that our ego wants us to succeed. So in setting a stretching goal, in setting an unrealistic goal that takes us out of our comfort zone, that is not a very comfortable thing to do. So it's easier to plan for very vague goals And I'm not going to labour on that. I could do a whole episode on why, you know, I think that the goal should be unrealistic, but the plan should be realistic. But the point that I am trying to make here is the goal absolutely should be specific. It should not be vague. And in keeping your goals nice and vague, you are upholding the ability not to meet them. One of my clients inside Thrive Together the other day said, um, it was actually after the goal setting module at the very end, she fed back and said, you know, I can see now that for all these years, I've been setting vague goals. And what it means is I never have to fail. But unfortunately, what that also means is she never gets to celebrate either because it's never quite done. You never quite know if you've hit your goal or not. So essentially in point two, I'm here to say that once you've set your goals properly and you do the mindset work, it becomes a hell of a lot easier. And lastly, the third big reason why I think people hate setting goals is because they've written it off because of a nuance. I hear it all the time, but you don't understand my industry. Things can change at the drop of a hat. You don't understand. The way things work in my business is I have so many people accessing me at so many different times, it's completely impossible to set a goal. So they've written off goal setting because of the nuances that are specific to their job or their industry or their personality. I hear a lot people say, I personally prefer to free flow. Or, but if I have these rigid goals, then there won't be any room for flexibility. It's like they see goals as shackles that will tie them down. It's like a a fear of commitment thing. Another one more recently is you can't possibly set goals in the middle of a pandemic or it's too difficult to set goals when things are so uncertain. And today, 
Again, I'm here to rattle the cage on this one. Is it really that you're worried about flexibility? Are these really your reasons? Is it really about your industry or your job or your personality type? A lot of the leaders that I work with will give me all of the justifications and the explanation and the reasons why goal setting can't work in their industry or can't work for them because of some legitimate sounding reason. And it just simply isn't true. But my God, is it an easy get out. (laughs) Give me an hour with any leader and we can dispel the belief that they can't set goals. Setting goals isn't the hard thing. It's the other shit that comes with it that's hard. So when your goals feed into other people's goals, like your team's goals, and you have to hold them accountable, that's difficult. That's hard. When you have to uphold your boundaries with people to ensure that you can maintain focus on your goals, that's hard. When you have to face the reason that you're procrastinating isn't anything to do with being a procrastinator and so much more to do with avoiding judgment and failure, that's hard. When you haven't done the inner work and you don't feel worthy of successful results, so you sabotage your own success, then working towards goals is hard. When you have no accountability, it's hard. But let's have it right. It's probably not that you're shit at setting goals. It's probably because one of the reasons that I've just said. It's probably the case that you're avoiding follow through because of one of the reasons I've just said. It's something else entirely. So it's so much easier to blame your industry or the pandemic or the uncertainty or whatever nuance you want to use. It's like a cute little permission slip (laughs) that means we can avoid it. We can avoid to feel the discomfort of our own growth that comes with the goal that we have set. So over to you. Why do you hate setting goals? Is it for one of the reasons that I've mentioned today or is it something else entirely? I hope that this has been a thought-provoking episode for you and I would love to know why you don't like setting goals. Is there something that you have heard in this episode that has resonated with you and made you realise, oh, actually, there is a reason that I don't like setting goals and here's what it is. You can get in touch with me on Instagram. You can get in touch with me through my website. I would love to hear your feedback and I would love to know what you're going to do with the points that I've made today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did talking about goals and why we avoid them so much. I hope it's been insightful and also there's been a few perspective shifts along the way. If you are a subscriber to this podcast, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you. And for those of you who contact me and let me know what your key takeaways were, what you're going to implement into your lives and your businesses, thank you so much. It's fantastic to hear from you. And with that, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.